0: Andy, your boy's trying to pull it off They're trying They just scored a touchdown They did not, really? They They did Yeah, they just short uh, Wilson to Williams for three yards Touchdown Turned it off I'd love love to hear about
1: Russell Wilson throwing touchdowns That helps me Does James Cook also have 30 points? Because that's what I
2: need Uh, No I could not tell you
1: just go ahead and tell you the answer is
2: no I think my My chances of winning this week week collapsed last night in the Las Vegas Raiders defense not outscoring the Jets defense Wow, in a game that they won. How does that happen? I mean, there were some weird results yesterday. Look at Christian
0: McCaffrey's touchdown streak ending in a game that they won thirty four to three.
2: Yeah, at that point, don't you just feed him the ball after you're up like sixteen, <clears> nothing. <throat>
0: Yeah, and they did at the end. They they got down into the red zone, and for some reason, I don't know if Purdy got hurt, they had to bring in Sam Darnold. Uh, the, drive, the drive fell
2: apart. That's the end of that. Also, Denver, why would you go for two? To try and seal the game on the road? Maybe. There's five minutes left, though. Maybe hope you get the ball back? Yeah. Or your kicker got hurt? I don't know.
0: Yeah, man, that's a choice. Anyway,
2: Sam Howell ended up showing up for my team at the end there in overtime and actually scoring some points and got me within winning a game that I was under 100 points for most of the weekend. And then it all fell apart with the Raiders defense. Also, my desperation play of having to play Taysom Hill in the flex slot did not pan out, so that's my other problem. I don't know, man. It's hard to Take a loss on twenty five, twenty, thirteen, twenty three, eighteen, eight, four, six, five, and be like, "Yeah, that's a bad score. I lost."
1: Yeah, it doesn't yeah.
2: make all the way sense against a last place team that averages seventy points a week and who scored one hundred and thirty two any given Sunday. This was their given Sunday, apparently. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Okay.
1: that before i was like just
0: throw it in the podcast
2: <laughs> splice it in yeah it just <laughs> feels like it was me
0: ranting though <laughs> i mean isn't that the have point you, of the yeah have you listened to those segments
2: before <laughs> is it just me ranting every time
0: no I mean, but it's someone ranting times
1: oh okay we uh there was a good chapter that we all have done that we can finally talk about just in time for oh, the next one to show up soon you. god thanks Here's for the reminder
2: man well then, we should start 380 episodes of We Were Gamers by saying "Welcome back, Michael." Hello, hey guys, good to be back. Uh, off the top, we're gonna be off next week. It's Thanksgiving week, and hey, I know, hey. I know, at least one of us is traveling. <laughs> yeah. It's holiday week. Us. Yeah, it's both. It's both of us. That was the thing. Yeah. So, uh, just so you know, you know. Off the top. There you go. Welcome back. Hey, JJ. Hello. How's it going? I'm all right. Good. <laughs> I, I'm- I will actually be here on Monday, but I won't be here the next day. So <laughs> it's horrifying. all it's all better. I think for for I think every year it's been one of those. We could do it, but should we do it? And it's, it's just, you know, it's OK. Everyone should go on vacation. You know what I mean? including yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Rondo needs a vacation you guys. He did some heavy lifting. We're going to talk about champions of the continent off the bat, Michael, cuz you were not here last week. And uh best chapter of the game so far, besto- spoilers. Uh spoilers for the rest of the the, the game, the, the, all the game of Champions of the Continents. Spoilers for all the game, all of it. Right? Certainly the the story chapters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think JJ and I feel very strongly that it m- were it were some of the best so far. But uh, we didn't get your opinion because you were a little behind, and then we missed you last week.
0: Yeah, and I uh, I did manage to catch up. Uh, in the in the time in between, so uh, yeah, I think uh, I have to agree with you guys. This was, it wasn't the story beat that I was expecting, given where the last few chapters had gone. Yeah, but it was super appreciated and very like very well put together. The inevitable
2: betrayal never came.
0: No, it didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, curse the not sudden and drawn out inevitable betrayal, but. It didn't happen, and so then there's nothing to curse. I was confused, and instead we were treated to favorite, maybe boss fight in the series thus far, maybe.
2: Yeah, we got a we got the the hero's trial chapter. It really reminded me of like when Hearthstone was at its peak, and they were trying stuff with those uh, story expansion things, and they're just throwing as many curveballs as they could into the how do we make the card game something other than the card game formula? And this was kind of like their little toe dip into that of like, can we do a fight that's like a different type of fight where, where maybe they have different victory conditions than just win?
1: Yeah, it it definitely like peak Hearthstone single player card game design stuff here for
2: sure. The, that's what it the League of, of
1: Explorers was longer, but this boss fight was cooler, even.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, um, character development that isn't just, like, a surprise or out of left field that isn't Bargello and the family. I feel like Bargello and the family get lots of character development for all everyone there, like, because that's their story. Um, and we've just had a long break in developing anybody since... Um, things with Cezantos kicked off. It's just been kind of like panic mode and everyone's running around everywhere with their hair on fire. And there's really not much going on except for the plot.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, we yeah. got the, we got the hero's journey for, for, for Elrica. Right. As yeah. she, you know, grew into her position as the queen. But since that happened, kind of, it feels like we've been spinning our wheels, learning about Cezantos who turned out to be the bad guy. <laughs> and then now we're kind of like, wait, what do we do? <laughs>
2: Yeah. A little cliffhanger when they're like, Renu is missing, but we got to do some other stuff. <laughs> That's going to be real awkward <laughs> when she shows up to that battle because I'm taking mm. her. Yeah, I know, right? Are are we going to be a? Yeah, I mean, it'll do the same thing where it's like uh, Richard is my main character, right? Uh, but he's just never on the screen. It's always my backup character. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that'll be what happens, I would think. But yeah, really, really cool to be like, hey, uh, this background character actually sort of needs to be a main character. So let's do like a little quest and you can get to know Rondo. makes me a little sad I didn't pull on Rondo because now he's super cool. And I liked his attacks and stuff. They are dropping
1: the ball a little bit in the like lining up cool story characters with their banners stuff.
2: Oh, yeah, it would be cool to have had the MT after this instead of before. Although they gave it to you kind of before when it was like, oh. Give it to
1: us when the story chapter drops, right? So that it's running concurrently. Because in theory, it incentivized people to play the story. Then they finish the story. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pull on that banner,
0: right? I want to know more
1: about this character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You get to actually see a story and stuff, which none of us have seen because we don't have
0: them. I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) most of us don't have them. I I
2: I loved going to pity for Rin so. I feel like I really liked the, it, it, the game does a lot to try and give you lore about like characters. I think in the most recent drop, we got three memoirs where it was just more character interactions. So like Lucetta and Zonta or something like that had a, had a little thing. No, it was Zanta and somebody, Woludia, somebody who does gambling. I can't remember who, uh, but they do those like little character interactions that are kind of pithy and weird and have no bearing on the story and all that. Um, but this was cool to play and in the background do the little point where you're like, Oh, look, there's Heathcote, yeah, like R- Rondo and Heathcote, like they're connected. And there's this guy in my party that I've had forever that I didn't put any weight on, and now it's like, Ah, oh, he's he's involved in the story, you know. Um, awake cooler version i think of trying to find connections with characters and stuff if they're in the background of things rather than make me watch a memoir where they sort of just talk at each other yeah
1: yeah yeah i i will say i am disappointed every time one of the characters has their thing their story as a memoir instead of as like one two three you know a prologue and then one two three chapters
2: oh interesting not just because
1: the the rewards are like kind of lamer but I don't like the... I feel like frequently the memory version of them are not as good as the run-around-the-world versions.
2: I don't know if I agree, but I don't know that I am disagree strongly enough <laughs> for it to matter. <laughs> Minor preference. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're all kind of done with most of the content that isn't the hard stuff these days. I think we've all caught up on the conviction board. We're all kind of done with the dragon, even though we got to do it more later. I'm still, Fortune.
1: I still don't have U10 on Saranoa, but I have everything else. So, I did Michael, four on the dragon? How far yeah. have you guys gotten on the dragon? Four three. or five?
0: I
2: didn't try three. very hard,
0: so I stopped at three. Uh, Five or six? I don't, I don't think I went to six. I might have done five, just, just far enough to get all the rubies. Okay,
2: I definitely
1: still have one level of
0: rubies left. Oh, rubies don't go to ten? No, it switches to Awakening Shards after five. Okay. And then I think there were some accessories for the highest levels.
2: Well, we kind of all went over the announcements together today, and people can look them up if they want to, so this doesn't need to be a news podcast, but with us kind of having a few small things to do on the side, right? Like, there's definite like level one hundred fights I haven't finished, or like du- duo fights I haven't finished, and master tower fights I haven't finished, and ex fight tower fight. But they're all like time investment stuff. How, how do you feel about what's coming at this kind of like monthly pace going forward? I'm pretty happy with it because it's started to give me time now to do other things. Personally, and feel caught up at the same time.
0: Yeah, I like that it's slowed down a little bit. It definitely gives me the 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 space to put it down for a minute. And, you know, the the freedom also to, to say, oh, there's a, a chapter update coming next week. I should take a little time and clean up a couple of things here and there that I want to get done before it starts and not have to feel like I'm, you know, rushing to bang my head against a wall to get it done.
1: I feel like there's enough things going on that if I wanted to do something or I get the urge or whatever I'd be like "All right, you know what this week EX5 in this tower or this week we're gonna try this you know duo fight or this level 100 or this you know the Largo arena really
2: the last one I think Um, yeah it's
0: gonna be
1: not Russian
2: (laughs) (laughs) you Um, can do Largo I did Largo a couple months ago and your account's just as good if not better than mine because you pulled on triangle strategy so i i triangle strategy is not really helping us against largo though right he doesn't have those weaknesses
1: anyway whatever the the point is like yeah i just have to get the you know the uh the motivation to say like i'm doing this now and then there's stuff to do when i want to do it but if you know it's also enough stuff that i can just like uh, break off a few dailies, get, you know, run our weekly tower or whatever up to whatever point and then call it a day. Got my quests, got my rubies, watch my ads, close it down. I'm good. And, you know, go do other stuff. So I, I appreciate the. And then, like, then be excited when I come back. Be like, oh man, I have a bunch of shards. I have a bunch of stones. I have a bunch of, you know, materials ready for the new characters that are coming and the new ch- story chapter that's coming, which have been, you know, the exciting stuff for me
2: yeah it's nice this must be kind of what they felt in the jp pace for a long time but like the first year pace in the u.s and global i guess it technically is called even though there's still other regions um has been really really accelerated you know and uh if you wanted to feel not crazed by it keeping up with it was a little bit of work but um I I feel much more relaxed, so... COTC, Camp Champions of the Continent, pretty nice little game. It's given me a little bit of time to do some stuff, and you guys. uh, I think, Michael, since you've returned, tell us, are you still in Wonder? I am. You
0: know, uh, I got to play a little bit more Super Mario Wonder, and it's... uh... You know it continues to be something new and different, like with every level uh, I've made my way into so i I made it out of the first world and there's a little uh there's a little hub level in between each of the the traditional Mario worlds that you can run through um so I made it into the hub level and then into world two and the you know the level design continues to be super varied um and it's constantly something new and interesting oh boy what has been your favorite badge thing
2: oh Power? yeah the the ba- the oh, extra the powers badges right?
0: yeah um so far anyway i i think i find myself running with the the first badge a lot the the glide with your hat badge the like little parachute hat thing, yeah. Really, I figured that yeah. that one would be like obsolete so fast. No, no, Why? i I find it. uh I find it to be useful in a lot of situations for just like coasting over stuff. It just it, it doesn't it change. You know, Andy, it changes like the arc
1: of your jump, right? So you, you jump you the float same down, up, right? But you're yeah, as lo- as long as you're holding the button, so like, you don't float until you hold the button. But if you're holding the button, then yeah, you, you kind
0: of float downward a bit. Yeah, so you but you also don't have. You could glide a little with it, or do you sort of just fall slowly? Both. So uh, that's what I was going to say, is that you start out retaining your forward momentum, but it's not infinite. So you do lose speed, and if, you, if there's nothing for you to land on,
2: you're just going to drop. Um, it, and the level design and multiple levels supports this, or is this one of those things where really you need to be changing your badge every time? Well, it depends. So, like, I've, I've come across a couple of underwater
0: levels now where that is a completely useless badge to take with you. <laughs> just,
2: to be clear, it doesn't stop I you, I want to see though. that, though.
0: I, I I don't
1: believe it stops you, though, right? Like, you can just have whatever badge on you want. No, you I just mean... leave.
0: Yeah, whatever badge you have equipped is the badge you have equipped. It's you, just, you, should... you know, whether or not it's useful.
1: You should be considering
0: putting on that dolphin kick one instead, but you don't have to. Uh, yeah, that's a fun one. I, uh, I, I did the dolphin kick race uh, level, which is, you know, a bit of a challenge getting all three of those big coins. Uh, what else? What else has been good? So oh, the, uh, the dolphin
2: kick does nothing when not underwater, right? I mean, totally. I, I don't know because yeah. I haven't played. So yeah,
0: completely correct. Okay. Um, the, the jumping again
2: in midair badge is kind of cool. Uh oh, so you get like a little Celeste double jump or is it not as strong as that?
0: So you can run, um, I don't remember if it works if you jump first, but you can r- keep running off of a platform like wily e. Coyote style and then <laughs> jump,
2: jump in the air, in midair after you've left the platform. So you get a little extra, extra distance well what it's a double jump though, so why not jump off the edge of the platform? Could wouldn't you get more distance from that?
0: I don't know. That's why I said I don't know because the the level that you that you test the badge in it it might speed you up too, so that when you're running your mom, your momentum of running just carries you off the edge of the platform and then you can jump. But the the level is designed specifically for you to run off the platforms and then jump. Yeah, so it's been fun. I found there is a uh, if you remember Star Road from uh, from Super Mario World way back when. There, this game has an equivalent of that. Oh my!
2: <laughs> uh, overworld and all that map and all still holding up you had liked it initially yeah i do i like the i like the fact that you have the freedom to
0: run around the map as opposed to just being on the the rail of the level map that some of the older mario games put you on but it is essentially the
2: same at the end of the day i mean right yeah yeah it's
0: essentially the same you still have to you have to get to the cat you know you have to get enough of the the little world seeds to unlock your way to the castle and beat the castle to clear the world gotcha
1: but there is a little more variation right and that you can you know there's like hidden stuff sometimes there's you yes there's stuff definitely. hidden behind what rocks like extra coins or you know there's a pipe hit you can barely see from only a certain angle and you go down and there's
0: a bonus level down there and you know
1: none of it is essential but there are things
0: awesome I will say, though, that the, some of those four and five star difficulty levels are no joke.
2: That's like, cool to hear. Like Kaizo no joke or just like this? Is no, just like pretty hard.
0: Dust off, you know, dust off some of your careful platforming skills.
2: OK.
1: From I what see. I have heard on the Internet, nothing in this game is to the level of anything that you would call Kaizo.
2: Yeah, yeah. no. I mean, that makes sense, right? It's it's kid kid related not kid only but kid kid adjacent or would, i guess kid friendly kid friendly that's the right word kid friendly not kid friendly jj hunting vampires
1: i mean it's not the most kid friendly i guess
2: i'm wrong right do, because technically the warriors were kids weren't they or were they
1: teens Teens, I would say. Aren't they seen in bars and drinking beer and stuff in that?
2: So, like, you know, they're drinking beer. I don't I haven't seen the Warriors in a long, long time. That's a schlocky movie. There's gotta be other cult films where kids are hunting vampires and whatever, right? Evil Dead? I guess they're not really kids. kids. Though. No. No. They're definitely not kids if the Warriors aren't kids. Yeah, definitely not. Anyway, where are we going with this? Sorry. <laughs> uh, what, what where was that going? Um Vampires? Vampire Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Uh Diablo. Diablo is okay, not for yeah. kids. Okay, yeah. What is a hunter's acclaim board? Uh
1: a thing in the town that you could go to? Okay. Is, is, is this a, like, where do I find it? What do I do with it
2: situation? Or is this a, like, I'm trying to... I, I, I ran into one and I, I assumed it was something seasonal. I have no idea. It, it is correct. I had none of the currency to do anything with it and wondered whether it was worth worrying about at all. It is
1: part of the seasonal stuff that you will do as you begin doing the seasonal quests, which don't kick in until
2: you complete the campaign or skip it. Um... Yeah. So okay. Then ash, ash is also related. Ash,
1: the ashes? the smoldering ashes is related to the uh,
2: the battle pass. Is that a seasonal item also, or should I be saving those? You should be using them, and okay. because
1: you can reallocate them for gold whenever you want.
2: Okay. Man. Do we need? Do we interrupt the podcast to talk about this Broncos game? <laughs> I think we do. I think we have to. We got to cut I mean, in here. It was what a blown uh, decision followed
0: by a. I've bailed, seen this story a million times.
2: Followed bailed by what out just happened. Bailed out by the longest kicker apparently this league, huh? Well, so that was only a thirty-six yarder. Jeepers creepers, man. Oh, JJ they they went for two when they should have gone for one so that the game would have been tied.
1: No, going for no. two is the right
2: call. It's cool no, no, to, no.
1: it's cool it's cool to win and but go But they for went it. for two and they were up by 6. Oh. No, there's so, no point
2: going for two there. Well, so if you right. go for two and you get it, then a touchdown they can't win. I
1: understand, but you you're up 7. What if you just stop them? That part makes more sense.
2: Or Yeah, or get the ball back faster. So then the Broncos get the ball back, but they only have like 48 seconds. And then somehow make it to to the Buffalo 18 and kick a 36-yard field goal. Well, no, it got
0: even better than that, Andy. I missed missed the play-by-play then. They had a 46-yard field goal lined up that they missed. And then uh, Buffalo got called for too many men on the field.
2: Oh, no. I missed that part. Moved them them.
0: five yards closer, and then they hit it as time expired for the win. Oh, my God.
1: Listeners, I want you to know I'm the only person on this podcast apparently paying attention to this podcast and not watching a football game (laughs) in the background. I respect you (laughs) and your time, and I would never waste it with the Broncos. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, Brown, which actually dude. is a lie, because I played Russell Wilson at my quarterback this week, and I had yeah. James Cook, so I cared about this game.
2: Like, <laughs> <They're on> a, <laughs> Broncos are on a heater, dude. Ever since they beat the Packers.
1: Not a know. feat worth talking about. The Packers <laughs> are not good. Well, then they beat the Chiefs.
2: That is but, a feat worth talking about. Then they beat the Bills. And, yeah, they're, don't they've won three games. I don't Four know, watching, uh, watching Josh Dobbs now though I don't know if they're going to beat the Vikings next week The
1: Vikings looked like the Raiders looked When they were freed from that terrible coach That no one liked uh-huh. <laughs> And the 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 Vikings now look like Oh, no one has to talk to Kirk Cousins anymore Hey, let's have fun <laughs> And then they're like, <laughs> are doing well again um, Very cool Who knows, maybe the coach is just the quarterback whisperer Because Kirk Cousins also looked terrible before Right
2: yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Um so seasonal, okay, back to Diablo because
1: Yeah, all uh, the stuff with the board and the vampire stuff, all that stuff will be explained when you finish the campaign and start so, doing the seasonal stuff. So I
2: was in I was in Dry Steps. I started Act 3. I finished Act 2. Man, I I just don't know how there's any people left in Sanctuary. All the children are dead. Everybody's child dies in this game. So much child death. I was wandering around and a random event was a ghost of a woman looking for the ghost of her child. Yeah. And you know what happened yeah. at the end of Act 2. We don't even need to get into that. Uh, I, I just... Anyway, so I was in Act 3. I was in Dry Steps and the, the little blue vampire thing overtook the map area that I was in and I wandered around looking for vampires and did not find any do I need to beat the story to find them or what did I do wrong
1: I I
2: mean they're not
1: I guess I don't know which quest you're on and what it says specifically to do
2: oh no I wasn't doing a vampire quest I was like on act 3 doing quests and that like area of the map just had turned blue and there was a vampire thing on top of the map and it said there's vampires around. Kill them.
1: Yeah, it, it's a timed thing and it's related to the seasonal stuff. You don't need to engage with it until you're ready to do that seasonal stuff.
2: What, what, what should I have been... Which What what will I have done next time when I'm done with the story stuff? Because I, I couldn't f- figure it out. There seemed to be nothing to do.
1: Yeah. Again, I just explained it to you. <laughs> There's nothing for you to do. You haven't done anything wrong. You can't do it until you do the seasonal quest. Up into the point where that stuff just, becomes okay a thing you can deal with. Very odd. That, because yeah. what happens? What, I mean, like what happens is you, you, for everyone else who did the campaign already, uh-huh. they press the button at the start of the se- at the start when they're making their character that says skip the campaign. Uh huh. They then don't have the campaign. To do, uh-huh. and they immediately start the seasonal quests, and they're into it from like level five. Do and so you know this is just a now you are you have to wait for that stuff.
2: Okay, so is this a function of the game being somewhat interconnected? Because is it doing is it showing me stuff I can't do because there's other it's people a, on my map? It is a world thing.
1: Yeah okay. it, it it moves around zones. It goes to different places. And it is a thing that moves around the world. There are other events like this. You yep. haven't run into them yet, I'm guessing. Or you would have been asking about this, uh, the Hell Tide, <laughs> also, which is a similar thing. Right. And it just changes zones. It moves around and it does different stuff, you know, based on where you are. Okay. And it is like it's, it's only in a certain thing for a certain amount of time. And then it leaves and
2: goes to some other place. Very... Um strange to see stuff going on around you that you can't interact with. I mean, no one's
1: stopping you from killing the monsters, but there's not a lot of point to killing them other than just, you know, the same I, things you get for killing again, monsters normally.
2: didn't see mo- any special monsters either. Saw nothing. That's okay. I'm not complaining. Okay. Well, just that's confused. interesting.
1: I guess all that stuff shows up once you have gotten to the
2: proper points. Um, um, yeah, it must be. Interesting. I w- it was very confused. I was like, oh I wonder what this stuff looks like. You were like, uh... A bad example would be like in, in WoW. It's like I'm not high enough level to do any of that content, but you could still go see it and die watching it, you know? Mm. Um, it's weird. I don't... It, it Was D3 didn't have live instances? You were in your own world, right? There weren't people running around in my towns. Like there are in this. Uh, I mean, this is a open world,
1: you know, player right? so, thing, right? Yeah, There's no yeah, option so, on that. So th- this was not something that could have done before because they would, you know, they would join your game and the progress would be based on the level that you were at or whatever the host was at. But that was not that's not a thing anymore. There's just the
2: world now. Yeah. And since last week, we were talking about the leveling thing. Now, I had the thought when I was thinking about all this, is that why they've done the leveling the way they've done it in order to lower the burden on certain areas of the map? It could be, I guess. Certainly,
1: having these sorts of special things that, you know, move around from zone to zone and are, you know, in certain places and certain things helps give them a reason to spread people out in the world, right? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm from my experience with it which again is hard to say it also doesn't go to every zone on the map either so it's not like they're fully moving you anywhere they want right it's just a matter of they picked a few different ones and it goes to these okay or maybe those are the only ones it's ever at when I'm playing maybe (laughs) during the middle of the day when I'm at work it's somewhere else I don't know hard (laughs) to say
2: yeah uh okay cool well uh yeah I I like the parts I've interacted with of that game enough to keep keep going. It still gets good. I think it's good in a less addictive way. I don't think about playing it immediately like it did earlier Diablos. I just feel like, oh, I want to go on and play the story more. And uh, since COTC has taken a pause in terms of slowdown, it's nice to have the time to do both. Because it's not, it's not a speedy game. You gotta run a lot, a lot of dungeons. Yeah, it'll help
1: once you get the horse, but I guess you don't have the horse yet.
2: I think I get the horse soonish because it's the story break. I think after Act Three, and then they think you get a horse. Uh, break story break breaking news. I don't know. Uh, Steam Steam had a big week. There's a switch, not a switch, a Steam Deck. OE LED Steam Deck listed, but I don't think that's the listing that you care about the most, right? Not quite. Uh, JJ,
0: I think you have already seen, but uh, something that has been long anticipated, at least by me, most likely by you as well, finally put up a listing page on Steam last week. Yes. How do you feel about finally playing some Horizon Forbidden West? Uh, I, I
1: do feel about that. I would like to if they would like if they would like to take my money not that it's going to matter because it's not like i have time now with the number of things that are out (laughs) but yeah i i want to play that game
0: sure but the the last the last hurdle the last external hurdle standing in your way um is starting to tip
1: yes yes they're putting they're putting out the games
0: yep so all we all we have to go on right now andy is early twenty twenty four
2: early twenty twenty four was it on epic or is it just going straight wide this time
0: um I don't think it was released i think it they put it up on Steam and Epic at the same time when it went up last week
1: yeah there's Excellent. no there's To my knowledge, which could be flawed, I'm not an expert on the Epic store, but I don't know that there's a coming soon store page thing there. Good.
0: On Epic?
1: Yeah, I'm not aware of any games that do that there.
0: I think I saw a tag for Forbidden West, which is originally what made me jump over to Steam to see if it was there.
1: Steam typically yeah, has is. has solved these problems by the store pages going up very early. And then when I see or someone posts that this happened, I just click the add to wish list button. Exactly. And then later when it comes out, I get a notification in the app. <laughs> and it's like, hey man, this game is out now. And I'd be like, Oh great. And then I can put it into my buy this sooner section. <laughs> and then I do that.
0: Yes. Ooh, although oh no, they just got it. Labeled weird. Uh, So, yes, there is a coming soon page for it on Epic. Although they have it labeled as just the base game, even though the description says it's the complete edition with the uh, story expansion.
1: So, yeah. Don't hold your breath, but it's coming. It'll
2: be cool when they... I think there's two fun stories to think about here. One, Epic really was trying to push for Sony games to hit there first. And uh, it ain't happening anymore, which is fun. Given their uh, oopsies in court that they've had to admit to. And the other is, it's interesting to me that Sony uh, challenged with now Microsoft owning a lot of stuff isn't pushing harder to get these games out so wider. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, I, who knows what Sony's situation is and how they plan, you know, where they allocate the money for these ports or whatever, because I, I think it's also fair to say that that first horizon game, when it came out on PC had issues. Oh, it did. Mm. And they fixed them and it by all accounts it is you know quite good now and god of war when it came out on pc did not have those issues it had different ones and those <laughs> also were fixed um you know so maybe there maybe this is like learning you know um spider-man by all accounts is quite good um on pc both of those games so you know i think there's uh you know they're they're getting there, I guess, is what I want to say. But also, these are different studios, so who knows? Maybe it's just different, different people.
2: Very cool. How many you had? Let's see. Can, how many consoles have you owned over time? Probably uh, six, seven? I'm trying to do my own count real quick because I didn't think about this intro part of this question. And I don't know why it matters, actually. But
1: I was trying I mean, to at think. At least I can count seven that aren't handheld. Oh, including hand-helds, handhelds is fine.
2: W- including handhelds yeah okay, Well, if good. you include handhelds, it's more than seven. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, so we've got a lot. We've got a big pool to think about here for the retro question. I'm going to throw the retro question out here because this is the... I was looking at and uh, cleaning up two of my Game Boys this week, and I remembered the fun resistance that is in the Game Boy Switch, the turn-on switch, especially for the Game Boy Color. It has a nice little feeling under your finger, like a thunk, when you hit the on, right? What console have you guys owned that you think had the most enjoyable on switch? Because nowadays we don't get that anymore. I pick up the controller for the PlayStation five and I press the PlayStation button and the whole thing turns on. I pick up the switch and the screen automatically turns on and I hit the A button three times to unlock it. Or it has a really difficult (laughs) power switch that's somewhat recessed to press in the top of it. It's actually not that enjoyable to use. Modern consoles on switches aren't really switches as much as they are recessed buttons that you have to kind of finagle because they don't want you to actually hit them. But the the good old switch from back in the day, I would posit I liked two of them quite a lot. And one was the Game Boy, which had that nice little thunk as it flipped over into the on position. But the one that I can picture in my head that was just so, like, beautiful in shape and size and design was actually the 2600, the Atari. Because it was that silver peg. Oh. Right? Hmm. You're like yeah. a toggle. That's like a toggle switch, though, it was, right? It's like a big. Yeah. Yeah. Big switchy peg, right? Like, like stuck up. And it, was, it had it on and off printed next to it. And it was a different color than all the other toggles. It was red. And it was metal. It was fun. Like, the on switch was fun. Back, back, back in the retro question. So, that's my question, you guys. Do you have a favorite on switch? Not on switch. And this is a power switch.
0: I think for me... So, I'll, I'll answer in two pieces, actually. So, I think for me, it's it's a toss up between the on switch for the n sixty four which I think I have the the like strongest memory of just like toggling that that little switch forward that like t shaped slider yeah, uh between that and the switch on the Super Nintendo, which is so yeah. well integrated into the design, the little purple bar the purple bar,
2: yeah. I thought about the Super Nintendo. It's um it's funny because I have had multiple Super Nintendos and some of those that slider was very stiff and felt really good to slide into place and it kind of like cl- like didn't click but it like definitely like thunked into place and some yeah. of them it was very loose and it kind of like wobbled back and forth as you pushed it up there and you were kind of like is it on? I think it's on. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but I think
0: for for me in terms of like something that that calls up a memory even more than the power switches is the eject bar on the super nintendo
2: yeah yeah i mean i was thinking about that too like which has who has the coolest i was actually gonna say a my
1: you know when you were talking about like buttons with a good feel my original ps1 and the disc opens the disc button. opening
2: button yeah where it just because top
1: up because that thing had a mechanical release and that lid was spring. Spring. and so you, yeah. you would press that button down and you would hear the click and then the thing would flip up you know and the disc is still sp- slowing his spin down or whatever as you do it and it was that was always my favorite button i think there was a spring under like that a, button. it's yeah yeah it's also a big like big circular round thing yeah. yeah i just not I, the like yeah the, the original
2: ps1 the big one I think yeah, it's yeah. fair to answer with any button on the console because nowadays I'm looking, I've got a flashlight on because you can't even see. There are two buttons on the front of the PS5. There are. There's a power button and an eject button for the disk drive because I have a disk drive PS5. But they're, they're designed to be an emergency button, right? They're not designed to be noticeable or used, basically. They're there because they physically have to be there. Otherwise, they wouldn't be. I don't think design-wise, right? They they kind of just don't want to be. And it's kind of like a shame that they're not a cool, springy, giant eject button. So, yeah, it's like dissatisfying to press a PS5 power button. <laughs> I'm mean, like, the Switch doesn't even have an eject button for its cartridges,
1: right? You just have to like uh, press and pull the yeah. cartridges pop out. So there's mm-hmm. not even a button, right? So Yeah, it has that little rubber yeah.
2: gasket stopper that goes on top of it. You kind of like work it on and off. With your fingernail. Also not that satisfying.
1: Remember yeah. CDs, kids? <laughs> <That's> the, <laughs> yeah, that was the, I, the you know, depending on what you went to, you know, like the chaotic neutral or the chaotic evil version of a button, right? The putting the cart into the NES and pushing it down. That's not a button, but it felt kind of good once you ha- if you got a good one that had like nice action as you put it down
0: yeah make sure it's seated um, properly
1: yeah but yeah. that was a that was always a fun one um you know not a button technically per se but always a fun action to have
2: just that i can still feel in my fingers certain certain switches resistances and it's a it's a weird feeling to know i don't think anybody you know like there's no resistance to an ipad screen See, this is
1: what this is why mechanical keyboards are good.
2: Yeah, super mm-hmm. tactile and springy. Good point. Retro technologies is a big theme of something I wanted to talk to you guys about, because I think you both have read Philip Pullman's big, his dark materials series. Absolutely. Mm hmm. And did either of you watch the HBO series? Yep. I know JJ has. I have not. It's oh. on my list. Okay. I won't get too deep into it, but, um, I finished the first book because I've decided to do some audio booking. And when we get to the end of the year, there'll be, uh, there'll be a reason to talk about audio books again.
1: Um, I mean, so if you're just talking about the book, like Michael's read the books. So I'm
2: very, very confident. Yeah. A dozen times. Yeah. But, but then I watched the first, or I started to watch the first season of the show. JJ. Uh Uh-huh. And the the outset of the show lays out some things that I didn't know. I know that we're not going to spoil much for Michael since he's read the books, but the show starts off with a title screen that just continues to go and lays out a bunch of stuff, and I I didn't know how I felt about it, and I wanted to get your guys' opinion on. Um, Michael, they opened the show. It's not a spoiler because it happens immediately. With stuff that was, and again, I've only read the first book, so stuff that was intimated by the books, but never really discussed. It's for you to decide. They're like, hey. I think I, I, think I saw the first half of the first episode.
0: Don't they talk about, like, a Grumman's expedition? Well they, well, they also go, they
2: literally, with words, start the show with, hey, this is in another world. There are other worlds. And also... There are demons in this one, and they're your soul. And it's like, whoa, uh, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 slow down. <laughs> you know, it, it is a
1: it is a narrative choice in the show to do that, because otherwise you have to write cringeworthy dialogue of two, par- two characters talking about stuff that they both obviously already know that makes no sense why they would ever explain, right?
2: But the book didn't do that. That's my problem. The have book no... had like 10
0: chapters to get to the point where any of that matters, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, well, you, and you can, you and you can, can put in theory in the of book thoughts, that are... Right? You can put in a side text in the book, right? Like interstitial text between conversation that you can't just do in a TV show without doing exactly what you're talking about.
2: Maybe. I think there's a lot of reason to put stuff at the front, especially in like fantasy series, right? Like... Okay, we got to skip a lot of stuff here. So here's some background on the world. And I think some background on the world, probably for his... mark. Again, I've only read the first one, but his Dark Materials is probably not a bad thing. But the idea that someone shouldn't watch the first season and then at the end of it be like, Hey, are demons their souls for themselves instead of being told that? I don't think the book in the first book ever tells you that. It's just something you read the book and you're like, I think maybe they're talking about souls here. So I guess, me,
1: Michael, we can't answer this question for him now because he needs no, to read more it's gonna,
0: books. It's yeah. going to spoil something in the second book. If we, it we could answer this for you, Andy, but it's going to spoil Uh, like there's, there's a specific oh, I, conversation that I'm thinking of in the second I don't, book that will
2: I don't necessarily need it answered because they put it in the text at the beginning of the show. It took away all the, like, self-exploration, right, of what those books were doing. It seemed like a very different tone. And so I was going to ask, I guess, JJ, since you've done both, is the tone that different throughout? Or does it... Because I've made it through the first couple episodes, uh, Mm -hmm. and they just sort of, like in the middle of Lyra being with uh, Mrs. Coulter, they drop on her like, oh yeah, and Asriel's your dad, like way at the beginning of the story instead of way at the end.
1: The show is not doing... The show is trying to do the books, but understanding that the show then has more things and is intending to tell the story of all of the books. It is a tougher thing to set up where the books go. If you are limiting yourself to only doing the stuff in the first book, I don't know oh. how what, uh, I don't okay. know what else I can say without so, spoiling too much. So more.
2: later books interact with earlier books, unfortunately for myself.
1: Yeah. And, and especially, you know, knowing where it goes, They kind of, if they want to get all the way there, they sort of can't ignore a bunch of stuff.
2: If they don't
1: sprinkle sprinkle some stuff in, you're going to get really mad when you get to the end.
2: Yeah, I sincerely liked that they decided to integrate the uh, Gypsy family stories much earlier. It wasn't just like they're here at the end or in the middle because the story has affected them. But we didn't tell you anything about John Faw until you needed to know it.
1: Yeah, it, the show makes some good choices. I think the well, you know, you can talk about it when we get you get farther in the show, but I I don't think it did things maliciously to ruin your enjoyment of the books. And I think the they're doing different stuff. The mm-hmm. books have a longer runway to do all the things that they're doing, you know, cuz you can do more stuff in text than you can in a, on a TV show, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And therefore, they use that text to, you know, have a different trajectory for the story they're telling. Whereas because the show has, you know, they know they're only going to get X seasons. They know they're only going to get X episodes per season. They kind of need to get stuff moving in certain directions. Otherwise, they're going to get to the end and everyone is going
2: to hate the show. Is it over? Is 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 it just the three seasons or is it going to be more? I
1: guess I don't know that you can never say never, but I they have told the story of these
2: 3 books. I see. Okay, got it. Um, I wonder if I should just finish the books instead of watching the show then before going uh, further.
1: I think the crossover gets worse in the second season. Okay. Hmm. All right, we'll
2: put a pin in that for
1: later. These books are not long books also, to be clear. So no, they're it not. certainly no. could be possible for you to finish no. listening to them and then come around yeah. to watch it You know, without a lot of time.
2: Yeah. Well, we're already on uh, TV and you have hot off the press viewage, not TV necessarily.
1: Yeah, I, I have attended a theater and seen a movie. Oof, oof. Watch out. I know this is, you know, <laughs> timely uh, things, but um, we went to see the Marvels this past weekend.
2: Okay, you're the second person that I've heard say that they went to see the Marvels. More people than the un- last couple uh, movies uh, that I know of, but apparently not as many un- people. Unlike, unlike the box office receipts, apparently, where yeah. they done the worst of any MCU mm-hmm. movie ever. But by a wide margin, the worst MCU debut, and yet a lot of people I know went to see it so i don't know how that worked out
1: so i mean here's what i will say about the movie i had a good time we saw it i enjoyed my time i had is it the best marvel movie they've ever made no it is far and away better than some of the worst ones so i i i went for a superhero romp thing fun was had a story was told dangly bits are left for an overarching (laughs) plot there you go marvel movie
0: Okay. So, JJ, um, but yeah, um, I'll ask did you see before going in, had you seen all three of the, the origin stories, let's say, that lead up to this the one? The predecessor funny, films, funny and shows? You, funny yeah. you said three. Uh, I have seen Captain
1: Marvel. I have seen Ms. Marvel. And I have seen WandaVision.
0: Okay. So um, the, I'm guessing the, that you say three or, because there's more. Were there the, more? You... <laughs> Go see the movie.
2: I assume uh, it's also secret invasion that is involved.
1: No, no. although maybe not. Huh. No, I don't Weird. know. Uh, I've also seen secret invasion, so that wouldn't have mattered. I didn't catch any direct references to that. Um, maybe there was like an oblique one. I don't know. None of it really like felt that bad, but I think if you hadn't seen Ms. Marvel and WandaVision, I wonder how anyone would get this movie. (laughs) They kind of just drop Kamala Khan and Monica Rambeau just like in. And yes, Monica Mm -hmm. Rambeau has a history with Captain Marvel and she was in that other movie. So there's like not zero there for her, but they really kind of are just like, here's Ms. Marvel. She has powers, Jersey. And then here's like Monica and she has powers. How did that happen? Hmm, We'll explain it later. And you do eventually get their two stories, but like very brief and surface level. And like in a throwaway sentence, and it's like if you hadn't seen those shows, would you even like want to?
0: Like, what's the? What's the investment? Yeah, like what's yeah. the emotional investment here? They give you none.
2: I think the Miss Marvel step is a big problem for them because it got dogged by people for no real reason. I mean, the story, the story in it, kind of sucks to be honest. The show in was a, pretty
1: fun overall. I think sh- like that's you know, it, that's
2: it, that's the weird dichotomy about it because I watched it and I thought, okay, that was fine, but like. If you break down any single part of it, it's like, well, that kind of sucks. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but, but like overall,
0: think- it was palatable. I think if you approach it with the mindset of this is pitched for like teens, then it yeah. makes a lot more sense. Sure. So, you know, I, I don't
1: I don't know how to square those corners, but the I, I had seen all those movies and I had a good time watching this. We laughed, there were funny parts, you know, we you know there were tense parts Superhero stuff happened. Fun was had for the price of admission. Um, so but, it didn't deserve. Know, certainly, the happened. theater wasn't full. It, I don't know what does "deserve" mean. I don't know. I mean, but it's, yeah, I feel I, like, it's like, got like got I, I liked this. Dry, man, people more people saw Thor two, and that is sad because Thor two is a terrible movie. The dark <laughs> <Like> world. <laughs> more people saw Iron Man three, and Iron Man three is not very good compared to this, right?
2: So, which one's Iron Man
1: 3? The one uh, with the little kids.
0: No. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Almost so, a rough one. The, the worst of the three Iron Man movies, right? Um, you know, there's... Look, it, it, I'm sure people can cancel me for my hot takes on which
2: Marvel movies are bad. Although, probably everyone agrees with Thor, right? I, th- I mean, I think um, at I think this so. point, there's literally so many, it kind of doesn't... Yeah. There's no but, way. You
1: know, like, I liked this better than that most recent Ant-Man movie you know i i think that there this was i had more fun so you know i, I think that I, it is a shame that people aren't giving this the time of day um because it's you know it's better than the other
2: stuff they put out recently <laughs> is that i watched that quantum movie actually in the last week now that you mention it Uh week two weeks maybe two weeks
1: Man, some of the CG in that movie is terrible.
2: I mean, it's the whole movie's CG. And really, the story at a certain point just devolves into, like, why are you a scary person? Why is Kang at all threatening? You know, it's like, there's no... It,
0: don't they've expect any to, of that to
2: be answered. I don't know. They've just gotten to the but, point but that, the, like, they can throw literally everything at any Marvel hero and they're... They're just going to win. So it doesn't. What spectacle are you creating and why? Why am I afraid of anyone when the bad guy loses every single time? Who cares? They've, they've, anyway, people should I go see know.
1: that Marvel's movie. It was fun. It was great. And Ms. Marvel is great in it. And Brie Larson and uh, the actress for Monica Rambo, who I don't know off the top of my head, are both good. It was people should see the movie. There you go. That's my
2: take. Maybe I just think they did Kang a little bit too too soft on that one. All right. Well, in the meantime, uh, if people have a favorite retro button or switch, button or switch, anything springy or with resistance, anything that made a clicking noise, you turned something on or off with it,
0: I can send that in a letter to us at uh, postmarket uh,
1: <laughs> podcast at
0: webergivers
1: dot com. That's our email. That would be really great. We accept handwritten or typewriter. Yeah, you know, what? if you send us a typewritten email, we
2: some somehow you will get notified. <laughs> that's I... that's above and beyond. I usually like paraphrase the emails or I break them down and put them all together or whatever. If you typewriter a letter, not print out career new (laughs) typewriter. If I could see the impact marks, I will read it word for word. Good luck finding where to send it.
1: (laughs) But also we have a YouTube (laughs) and you can go there. And uh, talk about typewriters in the comments to our videos, uh, which are on YouTube.com slash at WeWereGamers. And we'd be really interested to hear your thoughts about typewriters in the comments.
2: I don't know typewriters very well, so please educate us. I, That's what I, I mean. I want to hear the yeah. comments. I'm sure there were good ones and bad ones. Ribbon types and non-ribbon types. Talk
0: Automatic return. buttons
2: that carriage return yeah are you a fan of automatic return or not automatic return
1: the most dangerous button in some instances right Mm. Mm -hmm. literally injure yourself by pressing it
2: i was in a house at some point in my life that had an atari 2600 and a typewriter and they both worked at the same time
1: do kids these days even know that an enter is called a carriage return and do they know why you call it that
2: probably not purposeful pause afterwards because that's the end of the episode i'm letting yeah it i'm, roll. I'm letting it roll thinking. out on that dang yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah i just shower thoughted that one into existence though.
2: <laughs> now i have to put this after the episode ends. <laughs> i just shower thought it was almost like a title yeah